1: Ramblers, let's get rambling.
0: episode Of Ramble with Russell, show 510 on my podcast, The Hole of Talented Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russell. Got a short show lined up for you today, and I hope you um, welcome back to the show. I know I took last week off, but it's just things are still slowly starting to calm down now. We're going to still keep uh, a two week schedule unless I can have more time and throw an extra once in a while, but we'll see one of these days by getting back to once a week, but for now, coming up today's show, we gonna go back and go back to the world of Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher with Jack Reacher: Never Go Back on the Blu-ray, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Then we we'll go from another one-man mission to another one-man mission. This time, it's The Accountant on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, starring Ben Affleck and a lot of other people. Then we go, for, and then we go for another man on the mission. This time, it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's back in Ballers Season 2 on the Blu-ray, courtesy of HBO Home Entertainment. Then we we'll to wrap things up by doing my more of TV show catch-up with the brand-new Sleepy Hollow, the complete third season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Fox Home Video. That's all on this week's Rambo with Russell. So we're going to take a quick little musical interlude and write up the first review of the show. My first Blu ray movie review for this episode is Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Now, of course, this is a follow up to the first Jack Reacher uh, a movie that was made back in 2012, starring, of course, Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher. And of course, this is courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, the Jack Reacher character has been around for a while in novels. Lee Child is the creator of that. And I've reviewed a few of the Jack Reacher novels on this very show. So I'm I'm fairly familiar with the character, and I remember watching the first Jack Reacher going. I don't know if Tom Cruise is the guy I would have pitched his Reacher, and and I kind of still stand to that. It's been a while since I've read a Jack Reacher novel, but again, I was picturing somebody different. And much like the first uh, movie, this one Tom Cruise is a one-man army, uh, when it comes to just taking care of business. Now the it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but very, very much is like um, Tom Cruise kind of being a little Jason Bourney. Now this time around, though, they've thrown some new twists in it. Uh, at the start of the movie, we get uh, a, a relationship kind of being established with 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 the character Turner, played by Colby Smulders. And of course, you might not recognize the name, but you know you've seen her because she is, of course, Maria Hill in the Avengers movies and in the MCU, if you will. So she kind of plays the other female lead in this novel, or in this movie, where where Reacher uh, has been talking to her over the phone, and then he makes his way to Washington to meet her, and then finds out that she's been accused of espionage, and he makes it his mission to kind of help her. Meanwhile, there's also a paternity suit being filed against Reacher uh, uh, by a a former uh, relationship of his, who now has a 15-year-old daughter. So we have a bit of that kind of thrown into this as well. It's very much a man that, that knows how to take care of himself. Tom Cruise, even at age 54, still looks good. I swear, it's this guy. He, he knows how to take care of himself. Now, one of the things... So the whole movie is basically Reacher and Turner with Sam, a 15-year-old kid that may or may not be his daughter, being tagged along for the ride. Now... If you're expecting a big action kind of Tommy Cruise movie, as as with Mission Impossible, eh, I'm not going to say this is that. There are some, you know, action thrilling kind of moments. There's no moment where he's hanging out the side of a plane while it's flying in the air. It's none of that kind of crazy Mission Impossible kind of stuff going on. There is... This one, in some ways, is more of a relationship story where where Reacher is trying to come to grips that this kid may or may not be his kid while still trying to help this woman that could or could not be his girlfriend. And that's kind of how it works. The, the, the hand-to-hand combat in this is really good. I have to give... Uh, cruise credit. He really is one of those actors that will do almost anything he can himself as opposed to another actor doing it and using doubles and stand ins. So that in itself is pretty good. And there's a lot of running, oh, there's a lot of running, and a lot of chasing in this, but there's no really big, kind of over the top, action y sequence. I mean, there are scenes of excitement, don't get me wrong, but if you're looking for like a big, blockbuster-y kind of action-y movie, both Reach, both Cruise and Smolders have been far bigger action movies than this one. It does expand on the character of Reach a little bit from the previous movie, and it, and it kind of ends in a note that, you know, if there's money involved, there'll probably be a third one along down the road. What's interesting enough is that the novel this is based on came out in 2013, and it took them three years to put this to a sequel. Now, for extras, you do get a a small uh, copy, uh, a Reacher exclusive, an illustrated short story from the child packaged within the Blu ray, which is kind of cool. For extras, you get that Reacher returns. This is them discussing the character, like Cruz coming back to do it. An Unexpected Family. This is the development of the kid and how that kind of relates. Uh, You also have The Relentless on location in Louisiana. They filmed a lot of this in the South, so they talk about filming down there. Uh, Take Your Revenge first, Lethal Combat, a nice little featurette. We talk about all the training they went through to make these fight scenes look as good as they do. Uh, No Quarter Given, a rooftop battle. This is uh, a behind-the-scenes of just... Uh, quite the final battle on top of of, of a building. It's for kind of the, oh, kind of few moments of that in there, and then uh, reacher in focus with Tom Cruise and photographer David James. Uh, David James is is one of these photographers that has, has previously worked with Tom Cruise in Mission Possible. and works from now and and allows and takes these amazing amazing kind of candid shots when it comes to a movie being made. He's very much a guy who kind of dresses in black fades in the background. It doesn't want people to notice him so he can get all these kind of really cool behind-the-scenes footage shots. Sadly, though, there's no commentary by Tom Cruise or the director of this particular movie, which is a shame. Uh, I would have liked to have heard Tom Cruise do commentary on this and talk about certain scenes, but you're not going to get that here. Overall, I mean, if you're looking for a thriller, if you will, this has it. If you're looking for a big action explosiony, crazy stuff, then, you know watch another Mission Impossible movie, or heck, watch Mad Max, if you want a lot of extreme kind of violence um, kind of thing. It, it is kind of low t- down that way. I, I'm a little more convinced, a little more sold on, on Cruise being Reacher, but then again, I don't know. I just expect something to look a little different. The the, the hand-to-hand stuff is impressive, though, and um, it, it is a good little pace thriller. It does have a bit of a heart element to it, just got to be prepared that it's 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 Tom Cruise, and if you either love him or you hate him. What's interesting, they did say in the in the in the background that the, the 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 filming in Louisiana, the last time Tom Cruise did this was back way back in the nineteen nineties for Interview with a Vampire. So it amazes me that in all the movies he's done since then, this is the first time he's been back to that city since he did that movie, and that's going a ways back. So that's an interesting little factoid that I didn't know about. And and it is filmed in Louisiana, so you get a lot of nice like, Mardi Gras shots. It's, it's for the most, uh, a pretty PG movie. There, there are some intense fighting, but there's nothing really too gory over the top. And as far as I remember, there's no nudity at all. So sorry, ladies. You know, no Nick and Tommy. You need another movie for that. Uh, so that is my take of Jack Reacher 2. Uh, never go back on Saul's Retour. Courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. The second movie review for this episode is The Accountant on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, this is another Ben Affleck movie where he kind of plays a, a deadly math savant. You're thinking, okay, that 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 works for some of the, the, the highest end criminals, people who would normally, you know, if you cross him, they would kill him, uh, but he still survives. At the start of this movie, he's been doing it for quite a while and 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 the treasure department is, is kind of saying, hey, you know, we don't know who he is, but we need to track him down. So it, it, it's it's his, kind of his time is up in in that sort of way. The, the cast in this one is pretty big. You have J.K. Uh, JK Simmons, who of course, will always be to me, J. Jonah Jameson from the recent Spider-Man movies. He is one of the kind of head agents in charge of this. You also have um, Anna Kendricks in this one as Dana Cummings. Uh, you have uh, John Benenthal in this as well. Jeffrey Tambor has an appearance in this. So a lot of rather really big. John Lithgow was also in this too, and uh, even Gene Smart, good old Gene Smart, is in this movie. So you have a, a pretty big cast in in this particular film, and um, and so it, it's it's it, it's kind of a different story. I, I compare um, is his accountant in this. Uh, Christian Wolf as kind of a Batman with with a dis, kind of like an extreme Batman, kind of like Batman if he if he find he could use guns if he allows himself to use guns. This guy fights very hand to hand when he has to, and his moves it kind of makes me think that yeah I think your Batman train has helped you a lot in doing a role like this because he is just deadly a deadly guy. So it's kind of like that to me. It's kind of like a nerdy Batman who shoots. So that's the kind of story as he's being tracked down and in his time is, is kind of up in it. So that's, that's kind of the plot of this story. It, it, it's, it's very much, it's called an action infused thriller uh, by Richard Roper of Chicago Sun Times action infused. Again, I, this is two movies in a row. I didn't know it's, it's action. It's a lot of closed, Close quarters and a lot of like, you know, gunfire and stuff. Um, and it's oof, some some of the, and it is kind of gory in some ways because a lot of the bullet stuff is you know right to the head, kind of thing. Mixed in with this with this assassin slash accountant is also the story of his younger self and and how he had as younger brother and how their mother in the movie just kind of abandoned them. And they are raised by their father to be really tough SOBs, to be the kind of guys that you didn't want to mess with. And there is a a reunion with his brother that you can kind of see coming, but not completely see coming in this near the end. This is a, a, an interesting role for Affleck. It, to me, again, it's kind of like if 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 Batman were even more messed up and used gun. That's the kind of intensity he kind of plays with this. Uh, Anna Kendrick is as Dana Cummings, She's kind of like uh, a, a young woman who kind of gets pulled into this world of of really kind of th- this in, insane accountant sort of thing. John Lithgow is great as as a kind of rich billionaire guy that 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 hires that hires the accountant to kind of look look after his book. So it's like accountant slash professional assassin assassin. Overall, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's it's, I, I guess, sort of action packed. The 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 the, the it, if you're looking for something again with like a big explosions and a really wacky car chase and yada yada yada, eh? I, this isn't like a big action movie. The, there are action scenes of, of violence. There's some scenes of intensity, but overall. I, I I've seen more action-y than this. It, it is a different side to Ben Affleck. I'll give him credit for it. It, it is a different role, although I can't. He's very Batmanish to me. Uh, it, it it's a it's a neat little story. Um, again, if, if you're looking for like super action, I go somewhere else. But it is a, an interesting play on stuff because I've never heard of a uh, an assassin accountant before, sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, special features: you get inside the man. This is uh, the the secret spider a very unique action hero, which he is kind of unique. Behavioral science: this is a look of how his how the character's condition affects his behavior. So a little more inspiration on what he does, why he does it. Accountant Acton: this is a the stunt specialist, and how they 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 trained Affleck to do a lot of the stunts in the movie. Although, again, part of me argues yeah, you gave him some training in this movie, but was his Batman training before or after this one? Because if it's before, then he already had a pretty good base to start from, and they just kind of built on it. Overall, I you like Affleck, it is a movie. I mean, uh, to this day, I still didn't mind Daredevil with him in it, but a lot of people dumped on that, so kind of keep that in mind. Uh, it is what it is. It's a different concept uh, for a movie, and, and it has a... A very open ended ending, like, yeah, if it makes enough money, there definitely could be an act the accountant to, you know, double the columns, whatever you call it, um, in, in the near future. So that is my take of The Accountant on the Blu ray DVD combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video.
1: Sometimes it feels like a windowless room You can't get out and you can't see through The dark and the walls pressing on you Till you're curled up in a corner I wanna show you to the light I wanna tell you it's alright Let me be your wrecking ball tonight And I'll break through the walls Sometimes you feel like a prisoner here Doing hard time till you disappear The doubt and the shame whisper in your ear You feel like you're forgotten I wanna show you the light. I wanna tell you it's alright Let me be your wrecking ball tonight And I'll break through the walls It's so hard when you're so Stand up upon your feet But you try to reach for me And I promise I won't leave Until you feel the sun on your face Till you're walking out of this place If you stumble at night I will embrace you before you fall. I want to show you to the light. I want to tell you it's all right. Let me be your wrecking ball tonight, and I'll break through the walls. I. I wanna show you to the light. I wanna tell you it's all right. Let me be a wrecking ball tonight. And I'll break through the wall.
0: TV show on Blu-ray, review plus episode is Ballers, the complete second season, courtesy of the great folks at HBO Home Entertainment. Now, this is the second season of the show Ballers, headed by Dwayne, the ro- former rock Johnson, who plays a, an ex-player, an NFL player, called Spencer Strathmore. And in what he's kind of transitioned himself into is, in a sense, a, a road agent's kind of manager that, that helps him... Helps players kind of navigate the world of finances, whatnot, whatnot. Now, at the end of the first season, it, it kind of was a, a a kind of setting up of the universe, and you had the main stories are basically around Spencer. Then you have, then you have, of course, his his partner Joe, played by uh, Rod Rod Cordry, and then you have the other players around, like Lurky Jarrett, played by John David Wellington, Charles Green, played by Omar Benson Miller. And then uh, various other characters in and around there. So that's kind of where this one kind of picks up. It, it's more adventures of those people. At the start of this season, um, S- Spencer has a really nasty accident uh, while sitting at uh, while well, being interviewed during a, a talk show, and this caused him to severely bruise his one of his hips. Like the the, the shiner they put on his hip is just crazy, and his doctor. The start of the season says, you know, with this latest thing, you really need to get your hips replaced. You really need to get this dealt with. You can't just keep taking painkillers. If you don't get this dealt with, you're going to be screwed. You need to get a new hip. And I don't know. They don't really, It doesn't really say per se, but the impression I get is that Spencer, it's either he doesn't have the time for it or or his ego is too big. But for the good chunk of the season, he's like, no, I, I'll i just keep taking pain pills. I don't want to have a hip replacement at my age, kind of thing. So there's there's that kind of plot line that runs through the, the the whole season, and Spencer just not wanting to to get any help. Also, at the same time, a lot of Spencer's attention is that he wants to buy out uh, ASM, the advertising uh, company that he's working for. The guy wants to sell. And and Spencer sees this as a huge opportunity. The thing is, though, as I, I think it was partially hinted on last season, but this season it really comes c- c- clear that Spencer, for all the money he's made in foosball, he's kind of in debt and and did something a while back that now he's kind of living regretting. And and that kind of comes to bite him the butt trying to go forward with being this agent role. So we have that kind of thing. The... the, the, the the season kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. And you're like, oh, okay, where are we going to go for season three? So I'm really curious to see how far in time we jump to, for the start of season three. I like the the, the overall growth of Spencer in this season. You really, you know, you see him kind of maturing in a way. Does it help to watch the first season before you watch this season? Absolutely. Otherwise, you won't get a lot of the jokes. This is airs on HBO, so it is it is not a show for kids. There is some foul language, there is some partial nudity. Although, all you women out there, you don't get to see the rocks junk, so that's out of the question. But there's that kind of thing, and and it is that kind of a, a peek into the life life of NFL players. I don't know how realistic some of this is, but you can see that some of the struggles real, and some of it makes a lot of sense. For extras, you don't get a lot. Although with HBO, you you still get the um. Inside the episode that 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 still occurs with this you get an inside the episode episode per every normal episode of the show no other audio commentary no behind the scenes it's all just these episodes you do get some content with it but I would have loved to have heard a commentary by Dwayne or one of the directors the stars and either the start or the end of the season I think would have contributed a lot and it's a shame that that never happened. Uh, so that is it is is it worth checking out yeah I, it's a fun show like normally as you know Ramblers I'm not a big football fan Super Bowl weekend was this weekend and I didn't watch a single lick of it and I don't care so that isn't the real big appeal to me it's just the story and the characters and, and I think that that works pretty good so that is my take of Ballers a complete second season on Blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at HBO Home Entertainment
2: Me, hold me in his arms he says said- to know him.
0: show and DVD review for this episode is Sleepy Hollow, the complete third season, courtesy of Fox Home Entertainment. Now again, this is the third season of the Sleepy Hollow program, and this is a season of change. Now, when we last left season two, they pretty much had wrapped up a lot of stuff in the show, and and I'm thinking to myself, okay, season three, where are we going to go? We've dealt with a lot of things, and season three really starts off running right away we get introduced to the new baddie of this season and this show makes this season alone made it so feel like buffy to me with the new baddie is band pandora now of course you if you know your mythology in any way you know that pandora was this woman who had a box had all the evils of the world inside it so we get introduced to her right away she has an amazing introduction which kind of sets the bar high like okay and kind of, in a way, shelves the Headless Horseman for pretty much most or all of this season. If you're looking for some Headless Horseman love, uh, Season 3, you're not going to get it. He pretty much is gone. Even the kindred only makes, like, one appearance. And, and the poor actor who played the head of the Headless Horseman, nowhere to be seen. So that, that character, to me, is pretty much, well, at least the headed Headless Horseman is pretty much off the table at at this present time. So Pandora comes. She also brings with her uh, her kind of um, husband slash mate, um, the Hidden One, who is is another kind of... So you have two baddies for the price of one season this time around. Also, Season 3, we see a lot of departures of some pretty big characters on this show. Also, uh, the the, the new captain that was in the Sleepy Hollow Police Department, she is barely, if all, in it. Frank Irving kind of leaves the show as well. Uh, Holloway is really nowhere to be seen. Now, we we do lose those characters, but we get some new characters. Uh, The season three kind of takes a bit of a jump where Where the characters in the show have kind of moved on. Abby finally goes after her her goal to to be part of the FBI and 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 Nickabod kind of goes into teaching when, you know, that's not going to last, right? When, when things are happening, Sleepy Hollow, and then it's up to them to kind of reteam together. So So that's kind of the mix uh, for season three. You have them dealing with Pandora. Uh, of course, Jenny is, is still back as, 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 as uh, Abby's sister, and for a short time, John Corbett is back as well. A, this season suffers from another instance where they get rid of characters. You're thinking, you know, you could have done more of them, but that ship has sailed, and that's the way that ship has sailed. So 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 it, it's a very it's, you know it's still a good season still a lot of supernatural stuff this this show makes me it makes me feel like Buffy all the time. Now one of the things I noticed with this eighteen episode third season, the previous two seasons, as I said on my reviews ramblers, I loved all the extras, the behind the scenes, the commentaries, gag reels. You had just a, a ton of extras for the first two seasons of the show. Now for some reason for the third, and I don't know why video companies do this, I'd like to have an explanation one day, we go from a a huge group of extras to just down to deleted scenes and a gag reel for season three. None of the other stuff, no other behind the scenes, and that's a little disappointing. If you're going to start that bar really high with the first two seasons, that should carry through into subsequent seasons. So that's a little weird. We we didn't you know get that when when it comes to it. Um, overall though, I mean it, it is still described as as perfectly enchanting madness by somebody from TV dot com. I can't read the name; it's too tiny. And and it is a fun show. I still love the theme song. I think uh, even though it was. Sad to see some of the previous cast members go. Uh, the, the new influx is good. Pandora is a very interesting villainous, if you will. So you have that going, and and it it makes for a uh, makes for a fun show, and and definitely worth checking out. Now, does it help to watch the previous seasons before you watch this season? Yes, this is definitely a show because just to see those previous seasons to get some things attached to it and and, and understood and that's what makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, a, a fun show. Uh, the end of season four does have quite a twist to it and really sets up some very interesting things for, for season four because of the ending of season three. There's also a major cast member that leaves season three uh, from the end of season three. I don't know about that. That was part, a main part of the chemistry of the show where these two actors working together. Um, they, they did it in a way that the, they, you know, it wasn't a, a bullet to the head, but it was still a pretty final episode. I, I did try reading up on why this person left the show and no real reason I could tell other than they just didn't want to be a part of it. So that's, that's going to be interesting. We'll see how far the show survives in a f- fourth year when they're 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 changing some cast members and they're changing the city as well, I don't know it's gonna be a real true test because you know when you change something in a show kind of midway or close in its deep little deep in its run it can have um either an opposite uh effect to what you want the actually on rare occasions it does work for what you want and then there's others that just i don't know don't seem to work at all. So, so that's kind of what you do. Um, it, 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 it is, I'd like it to see a season four. Uh, I just don't know with, with what he gets and who he, who he works with it. That's going to make I don't know, something to work for it. A lot of the people that did get uh, kind of chucked away. I, I think they might come back, but there's others that definitely they, their, time has come when it comes to that show. Overall, a fun season, uh very much enjoyable catch up So look forward to season four and seeing what they can do in a much larger city. Now one of the things I want to touch on when coming to Sleepy Hollow, much like his two seasons, there's a lot of this season of 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 kind of Ichabod recounting of Tale of the Past. And and in some ways, and I think the way me one of the reasons why one of the actresses left the show. Uh it it was becoming more an Ichabod Crane show and less about other people. One of the things that is cool, uh, this season, we, we get introduced to a new character, a uh, Betsy Ross, who we find out in this show that Betsy Ross was more than just the woman who made the American flag. She was quite active former of Ichabod. So we have her produced in this, and because of that you have a lot more kinda of past featurettes with her. There is a good episode in this season called Mama, which which deals with 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 um with Jenny and Abigail's mother, that that kind of gets wrapped up. Also, we get introduced as well to their father this season, and he's maybe not as much of a deadbeat dad as you thought he was in previous seasons. So we do get a development there, and and you know there are lots of things that get kind of brought into this picture, but the 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 departure of of the character really makes me question on whether the fourth will be the fourth and final season of the show. So that is my take of Sleepy Hollow, the complete third season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Fox Home Entertainment. Well, that's going to wrap up the show for this episode. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me on a twitch back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites and followers I have on Twitter. Thank you very much for that. I try to tweet every now and then again because I like to. Any kind of show updates are to go on Twitter and sometimes random thoughts as well. We'll hit Twitter, so keep checking me out there. Also, check out my Facebook page. Just type in "ramble with Russell in the search engine on Facebook. If I'm a fan page there, give that a like and check it out. I know I haven't been updating it in a while. Uh, but I will work on that as well. Of course, you can find all the new episodes right here in the talk show network. I'm caller ID one eight four one one. Check out my homepage there and leave a comment in the comment section. Do that. love to hear from you. And of course, all my old episodes, uh, from, from, uh, May, 2006, right up until, uh, August or so, or uh, to uh, August or so of 2013, or on my old website, HTTP, full column, backslash, backslash, ramblingruss, R-A-N-B-L-A-N-G-R-U-S-S dot L-I-B-S-Y-N as in November, dot com. That's my original home internet. We have lots of interviews, reviews, and content, and uh, convention coverage, interviews, all that kind of event coverage right there. Coming up with the show, it's it's playing catch-up a little bit. I got a lot of things on the go that I, I've been kicking around a while, but I'm I'm going to get to. Um, uh, one of the things is the season four review of Ray Donovan, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, the Showtime show, as well as season three of Black Sails from Anchor Bay, the, the newly released Doctor Who and the Power of the Daleks on DVD, courtesy of BBC, a a show not seen in 50 years, recreated in animation. The Blu-ray movie review of When the Bow Breaks, courtesy of Sony Home Entertainment, where a surrogate mother goes cuckoo on on Blu-ray. As, as well, some other things I'm uh, looking at. Just recently got a copy of Nerdland, featuring the voices of uh, Paul Rudd and Peyton Oswald. An animated movie, which is different. I was going to say for now. As well, some of the other things I'm kind of looking at for upcoming shows. We have the Robert Langdon Three movie set, including Inferno, which I will talk about. I've talked about the other movies before. Sabrina Down Under. Well, Melissa Joan Hart, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch, goes Australia. Possibly Dynasty Season 1, maybe. As well as a new movie, uh, Cross Wars, courtesy of Sony, and Turn Washington Spies Season 3. That's all coming up in future episodes of the show. Also DK, I do have the Lego with the Batman, Lego, the Batman, uh, the Lego movie, the guide from DK, as well as the Star Wars Rogue One, the ultimate visual guide, all courtesy of DK publishing. Those reviews are coming up very, very soon. Also, I'm still working on playing catch up with all the CW shows, CW superhero shows. That's ongoing. And a few other stuff I kind of have been sitting on that I will eventually get to keep uh, mine coming up. Uh, I am I am still working on my my YouTuber special. So if you have a favorite YouTuber that you want me to talk about the wonderful world of YouTube and vlogging, please send me uh, a note on Twitter. Let me know who it is and a link to their YouTube page and I will check them out. That is ongoing also, uh, I plan on sometime soon probably doing a uh, Lego Dimension special. I will not only talk about the starter kit and some of the sets that I have, but also as well the new sets that are coming out um, later this month, or sometime this week, but this month, uh, including the, the the two sets from LEGO, the Lego Batman movie, as well as the uh, Knight Rider one uh, that is coming out. This week, uh, hopefully picking them up this week. Money wise, it depends. I'm I'm trying to get some review copies, but uh, it's a numbers game. So uh, I'm working on that as well. And some video game reviews, too. I just uh, gone through the releases of Batman Return to Arkham, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So I'll let you know what it's like to go back and revisit. Oh, the old Batman Arkham franchise. It's been a long time. And I'll tell you what it's like to play it remastered on my Xbox One, which is something uh, I was kind of cool looking forward to. As well, I hopefully, I'm going to try to catch the Lego Batman movie in theaters. We'll see uh, if I have the time and the ability to do that, because I'm really curious to see what it is. So look for that in an upcoming episode. The new next show uh, will probably be in two weeks. I may try for an extra in between. We'll see. Things are are still busy in my life. My wife's. If, in case you're curious out there, my wife's surgery went well, uh, but she's still in recovery, and we still. and he's still need still helping get her right arm back to normal. So that that's priority. Me for number one. I'm not giving up on the show. Uh, A bare minimum, there'll be another show, fresh episode in two weeks from today. Uh, this week, if if not, uh, I'll I'll try for next week as well. We'll see. Just keep watching. Keep, keep, you know, checking in on the website. Usually, you know, as you know, Ramblers, I try to put a fresh episode every Monday or so, around Monday, Tuesday, uh, on the site, and and I generally tweet it out when I do. But keep checking the back of the page for that and updates as well. That is it for me. I hope everybody's staying warm. Is it is cold because it's February here in Canada, and uh, we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye.